Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs all whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. It's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And in this week's episode, I speak to Catherine Beck, who we had the most fascinating conversation. Catherine is a voice coach and It was really, really interesting, actually, to talk to her about how our voices work and what we can ultimately do with them. Yeah, sit back and enjoy this episode. It's really, really interesting. How are you? I'm really good. So it's early in the morning for you, for me, and it's in the evening for you. Yes. What time is it there? Uh, Well, it's not that early. It's half past eight. Oh, that's it's not it's not overly I still look like it's about five o'clock in the morning <laughs> but <it's, laughs> I, have got dressed, I have had a shower <laughs> but I still look, I'm so tired at the minute I don't know why um so I've done all of the stuff I I um I usually do and um and I was like oh I've got a really nice conversation this morning what a lovely way to start the day it is a lovely way to start the day and a lovely way to finish the day. It's funny because I was still doing some work and then all of a sudden it popped, the notification popped up and I knew it was like happening because I saw it mm. earlier in the day. And then I totally forgot about it because, you know, yeah. you don't always have podcast interviews later in the day. And I was like, oh, I'm so <laughs> I totally forgot about this. Oh, gosh. Are you sure it wasn't like a, oh, quick? <laughs> That's what I know. No, because like I said, I, I saw it in my hair is doing funky things. I saw it in my calendar. So I knew it was happening today. Like I was aware my hair yeah. is weird things. I know you look lovely. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, and, uh, but I was so, you know how you get like, so wrapped up in your, oh gosh, your work. I, know. I know I was working on messaging and you know how that is. So yeah, yes, yes. And I'm I'm really, really excited to speak to you because I've been having some voice coaching. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So in the UK, I, I've been having some voice coaching up and it actually has made a huge difference. But you have got some, I mean, you, you know, I'm looking at your website and you've got some like celebrities and you're, <laughs> you're amazing. So I'd uh, what I'd really love to know is, what kind of got you into it, what you do, how you help people, because, Mm -hmm. you know, voice coaching never sort of 
I kind of stumbled on it just because somebody sort of mentioned something and I do a lot of ums and ahs and everything when I'm doing mm-hmm. my recordings and I didn't know any other way of doing it. And having a voice coach has really, really, really helped me understand how I can make what I want to say come across better. And I mm. think more people need voice coaching. <laughs> so I'd 100%. love to hear, I'd love to hear your story and you sure. know do how you do it and and yeah and go well my story started when I uh was I think what because recently I've pivoted uh or evolved or niched up however you want to say it from working just with actors and now working with really anyone who wants to work on their voice but I'm focusing a lot on what we might call the industry's best kept secret. It's those people who are experts or highly skilled in some sort of way, but something is holding them back from using their voice. And they've got a big message. They could be a visionary. They could be an innovator. They could be a thought leader, but they're hesitant to show up and use their voice. And so that has come from when I was a little girl, I was very shy and I'm still shy, but I've learned how to use my voice. But I remember that I would always hesitate speaking in front of a group of people. I didn't like the spotlight being on me unless I was performing on stage. That was the first time I felt confident and comfortable in front of an audience. So I fell in love with acting. I really felt like that was my outlet for creativity and expression. And I loved it. And I grew up in Chicago. I moved to Hollywood as most actors do. Did the whole LA thing was living the Hollywood dream. But in 20, uh, when was it? 2004. I was at a bar on the Hollywood Strip in walks an Australian, orders two beers at the bar in his fine Australian accent, and that was it. I was hooked. We spent six days together, and after six days, we were in love and had to figure out what the next step was. So I found myself, after knowing him for just three months, we were engaged, and seven months after meeting We were married and I was moving halfway around the world to Sydney, Australia, thinking, how am I going to have a career in Australia? I don't speak Australian. I don't sound Australian. So I made it my mission to learn the Australian accent so that I could book roles over there and continue to be an actor. Well, it was pretty hard. And I even worked with a dialect coach and I really struggled. It's not an easy accent to learn, let alone authentically perform in it. But I persevered and I was able to master it and start booking work. And it was through that process that actors who were in Sydney, where I was, were asking me, hey, can you help me learn the American accent so I can book U.S. roles? And I was like, sure. So I went from being the actor And being a character to now being in the spotlight as myself. And that's what I found to be the scariest thing in the world is 
speaking about what I do and, and not being able to hide behind a character. So I really struggled with that and it had to find a way to build up my confidence to be able to speak about what I do and, and share it with people. And that was hard. And when I started my online business, it was geared towards actors. But a couple of years ago, I started to feel this pull to want to work with other people as well. didn't really know why it was, but I've just felt like I was destined to speak m- more than just teaching actors how to sound American. It just didn't feel like it was ultimately my greater purpose or Maybe it was at that time. And I just felt like now my greater purpose had shifted. And what I was getting really called to do was to help people find their voice, their true voice and share it with the world. And because I struggled so hard (laughs) for such a long time with showing up online as my true self, I had a soft spot for those that I thought were like me, the industry's best kept secret who had a very strong message, knew that they had something really important to share with people, but were hesitating and holding back. And and I really wanted to be the one to help support them through the process so then they could create the ripple effect and create impact in the world and make the world a better place doing what they do. Oh, wow. That, that, you know, this, this has come at a, this conversation has come at a really pivotal point for me because that's something that I've really really struggled with and Mm. do you find that um, when you're talking to somebody who they've got something to say they've got a story to tell is it usually that they're they're struggling to share it because of something that's happened in their history or something like that and they're you know or or are they is it just that they lack the confidence of being able to talk in front of somebody yeah So when it comes to confidence, a lot of people do struggle with that lack of confidence. And usually it comes from some sort of story or thing that's been holding us back for many years. Our voice can evolve and change over time based on circumstances and events. And oftentimes, if there's some sort of hesitancy or holding back or lack of confidence, we need to dissect and figure out what that is, where that came from. And a lot of times it comes from, it it could be the simplest thing that happened to you, for example, in school that you've been holding on for years and you didn't even realize you were holding on to it. Or it could have been the first time you were in, let's say you were in the corporate field and you were told that you needed to sound formal. So now every time you speak, you speak with this formality. And you think that that's what it means to be professional and to be respected in your field. So there's a lack of emotion because 20 years ago, you were told and conditioned that, you know, women in the workplace are meant to not be emotional, right? And you've held on to that for all these years. It could be the simplest thing that somebody said to you, and it's still orchestrating how you speak today. It's in the sounds. It's in the way you communicate. So I'm guessing it's like a coaxing and a coaching, you know, trying to to, trying to figure out because I I know when I when I've had coaching, when somebody's been coaching me and those initial conversations that you have, 
are very sort of on the surface. Oh, well, you know, well, uh, uh, this, that and the other. And oh, well, I'm not very confident. Mm. And then as soon as you start to dig in, it's like, oh, gosh. Now, and that then it starts to feel uncomfortable because you do have to kind of dig a little bit and you have to you have to uncover all of those things that, you know, you've known for so long and you've done for so long, whether it's, you know, not not speaking out because of you know something that's happened or because you've learned to speak in a in a particular way because of the industry you're working in and then it's quite difficult because it almost feels like a part of your identity is yeah you know, being stripped away how do people cope with that i think most people don't even realize that it's happening and they find other ways to cope with it so for example let's say you know cuz both you and I work in the online space. Oftentimes what I see is people will lean towards strategy. What's the next strategy? What's the next thing? What's the next funnel? And they'll use that as a way to fix whatever is lacking in their business instead of looking within and going, okay, perhaps it's how I'm delivering my messaging. Perhaps it's how I am showing up maybe that potentially could be the thing that is repelling or losing interest in your audience. They're not staying till the end of your webinar, you know, all the things. Why perhaps your sales have started to dwindle or aren't consistent or, you know, you're having difficulty building your audience. Um, But it's so much easier to look at the external than the internal. Oh my goodness, it really is. Because nobody wants nobody wants to open that Pandora's box, do they? Nobody wants to dip in there and go, ooh, you know, maybe I'm not quite as awesome as I as I thought I was. That's really hard. But actually, I think to get anywhere in life, to get to start getting real success, it's got to be that genuine authenticity. I know being authentic is like a buzzword and everything at the moment, but it is really, really true because people see through when you're trying to put a something on that isn't that's not you. People see through it, don't they? Yeah, it's fake authenticity. Mm. And people have a hard time understanding what actually is their authentic self because we're so conditioned to bottle up things to protect ourselves, to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And for me as a voice coach, it first starts with the breath. When you open up the breath, you allow yourself to emote and you allow yourself to then connect. So if you're not even breathing properly, which most people don't even know how to do, then it's going to be a hard time to, a hard achievement to be authentic. Mm. Your body is literally holding you back, protecting you, trying to keep you safe from potentially getting hurt. So when you're authentic, you're allowing yourself to be a bit vulnerable to whatever degree you decide to be. But by doing that, there's a potential to be hurt and we don't want to be hurt. Therefore, we bottle it up and we tend to not breathe properly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the breathing thing, I mean, I, I do know how to breathe properly, whether I breathe properly more than I don't breathe properly is, um, (laughs) you know, but actually when you start to breathe properly, 
it's it's quite hard work to begin with. Yeah. When you when you're actually trying to get, you know, the 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 breath everywhere, it can be. And I guess getting that oxygen everywhere as well, it's a bit of a funny feeling. But um, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so important. I tend to do um, a lot of teaching. So I'm, and I talk quite fast. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of comes out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm very good at just talking off the cuff and everything. But then I find that I'm not taking my breaths properly. So I tend to breathe through my mouth when I'm teaching. And then what mm-hmm. happens is that my my throat starts to dry and then mm. my voice can, I've got a, um, I have a thing and it's my body trying to keep me safe. My my voice disappears, just, just, just goes. And I'm sure that that is down to poor breathing, you know, when I'm actually talking and speaking because everything is so quick. I don't have time to take enough breath. Then when I do, it's all sort of through my mouth and not through my nose. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm consciously trying to slow down a little bit, to take a good breath, you know, more often than not, um, because then I save my voice from just disappearing. When you say it disappears, what do you mean? Um, it's sort of, I, I get like a catch at the back of my throat and it goes dry. And then when I talk, it, I kind of end, you get end stuck in your throat. It gets stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't actually go away. You can still hear yourself, but it you feels still, like it yeah. just gets stuck in your throat. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this area where you speak, your vocal folds, is actually passive in the act of speaking. So if you're feeling it in your voice, that's chances are we may need to go back and check the breath to see if we're fully supporting and have enough stamina to support what we're speaking about. Then we would want to check your articulators to see if you're actually getting the sound with clarity and it's actually transcending out to your audience. It sounds like if you're speaking fast, while you know clearly exactly what to say, You may be in your head while you're communicating, thinking about what you're going to say a little bit instead of actually connecting with your audience. And when we're in our head, it's easy for the vocal energy to go into the body and into the vocal folds, which is a habit, instead of out to the other person, which is where we want it to go. And when we send the voice where it needs to go, and make this area again passive, the vocal folds, then that feeling of your voice disappearing or, you know, getting croaky or that vocal fry, that all starts to go away. Oh, that's really interesting. Yes, because I'm always I'm always thinking about the next steps. Mm. Whatever I'm doing, I do a lot of um, tutorials. So I'm I'm sitting there drawing, I'm doing Mm. something in my head, I'm 10 steps ahead. you know what I need to be doing and I vocalize everything um so that that's very interesting yeah so when you think your voice goes inward naturally that's what tends to happen is the vocal energy goes inward to where you're thinking and you want to start thinking outwardly and connecting to your audience as you're drawing thinking of them and inviting them to the party because when we're in our head we're actually disconnecting from our audience and it's harder for them to stay engaged with you and stay along for the ride Mm. so what changes would I need to make then 
not that I'm wanting a free coaching session here, but <laughs> I just find it really interesting because that's never something that I, that, that's not something that has sort of, um, I've thought about ever. I know that's the thing is we are so wrapped up in our own heads, our own thoughts that we forget that when we're communicating, and I think this is where it gets tricky is because when you're online, you are communicating to all these people, but because they're not in the room with you, sometimes you forget. And then you're, it's like, you're communicating to yourself, right? Yes. Yes. I, very often I will be sitting drawing if I'm doing a live stream and I'm sitting drawing and telling everyone, and then somebody will ask a question and I will literally jump with fright. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I forgot <laughs> you were there because <laughs> I'm just completely off on my own thing. And, and, and I hadn't thought of that as being a, you know, it's not a bad thing, I don't think, but I haven't thought of that as something that I could actually start to, you know, think about and reflect on. Mm, yeah. It's so important because to keep your audience engaged is, I mean, that's the whole reason they're there for you. But sometimes we forget that we're also there for them. Like there's a reason why they showed up and they didn't show up to hear us inside of our heads and hear all of our stuff, our baggage and, and Oftentimes that's what happens inadvertently because we don't even realize that we're doing it because we're so caught up in our thoughts, our moment, all that sort of stuff. So I would say the more you can, like even at just as simple as setting an intention for yourself before you begin drawing, what, how do you want your audience to feel by the end of the drawing? What would you like for them? What's what's the outcome that you would like for them by the the end of that session, that workshop, that thing that you're doing together? What would you want for them? And the more we can start, you know, putting the energy out to them, the voice will follow. And every time you notice it pop back into your head, you want to send it back to them. And I think it helps to have a conversation with them. And keep them actively engaged and feeling like they're communicating with you and, and you're there together. Because the more that the, the conversation becomes one-sided and it's just you talking about this is the next step and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. I mean, it's great. They get the tutorial and they're there and they learn, but they're missing that connection piece from you where potentially they may want to take the next step with you to learn more from you or, you know, whatever that might be. It is a little bit tricky at first, but then when you get a sense of it, it's, it's really about building up your awareness. And it's a beautiful thing because then you start to use that heightened sense of awareness in other aspects of your life as well. Yeah, that's very interesting. Hmm, I shall take that away. I've got a session tonight. A confidence session is actually a confidence session all about scams on on social media, um, because people get so 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 worried about scams and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, you know that's but but I will I'll have a think about that. I think that's definitely given me food for thought. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> so, so coming from that 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 actor place 
and yes. then moving into this space do you feel that you've now found your calling is this what you feel you know you should have been doing all along not necessarily that it was what I was supposed to be doing all along but it was the next step I think the experience that I had as an actor was amazing and then that experience then taking it and coaching actors on their performance then brought me to this place where I can take years of stage experience and all sorts of different stages and the keen ear and eye that I have for being able to detect connection versus disconnect has given me such a unique set of tools to help support experts, personal brands, online business owners who have found themselves needing to put themselves out in the spotlight and feeling a little bit insecure and vulnerable and not quite sure how to navigate their way through it and just needing some support. And, you know, so it's, um, it's been really cool to see that life has so many twists and turns, you know, I never would have imagined I would have moved to Australia and here I am. So you never know what, where life's going to take you and, and what that next step is going to be. But, you know, it, it can be a scary thing and it's just about surrendering and giving into wherever life is calling you to be the next step. And for me, it just happens to be this. Yeah. So you've been in Australia since 2004, 2005? 2005. Yeah. And still in Sydney? Yep. Still in Sydney. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And is it a very different life? Is it because people talk about being Australia being much more laid back and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty different. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago, which is a big city. And then I moved to LA, which is a big city, but it's more spread out. So Moving to Sydney, even though it was a big city, it felt like a small town coming from the United States. And, you know, in the United States, we're so used to convenience and things being open late and everything being so easy and, and so many choices, the variety and all the things. And so that was a bit of a sort of culture shock. Uh, it probably took me about 10 years to get settled here. And one of the hardest things was, even though we spoke the same language, it was really hard to understand Australians at first because they spoke so fast. To me, they spoke fast and they have so many different slangs. Like they, they it's like a whole nother language here. You know, avocado can be avo, sandwich could be sanga. Like there's all a totally different language you've got to learn and different phrases that they say. So it took me a while. There was a big culture shock for sure. But you know, now I love it and it's a great place to raise kids and yeah, couldn't be happier. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. And you're, do you still work with actors or is it more the, the sort of like the entrepreneurial type thing, people who are wanting to get onto that? I've got a, um, a, an amazing friend who's doing a Ted talk today 
Um, yeah, I honestly, I'm so excited to hear it. She's she's my coach. She's Susie Pearl, and she's doing a, a TED Talk today. And I I honestly thought people going off to do it, they literally just rocked up and said what they had to say. But they have all of this coaching beforehand. They have you know mm. so much um, preparation work you know to to put into why I thought people just rocked up and said what they needed to say I have no idea um but do you do you help people prepare for for those sorts of things yeah yeah so a voice coach I I'm a voice and dialect coach and so we have the opportunity to speak to a vast array of different types of people and different types of professions so I've got one client who is a sixth grader who is on the debate team. I have another client who's an actor who, you know, is auditioning for a big role. And then I have another client who is a seven-figure online entrepreneur who is looking to uh, create more consistency in his sales. So it really varies. And that's what I love about it. My focus right now is really working with experts. So that is pretty broad. It, it could be an actor. It could be an online business owner. It could be somebody who wants to do a TED Talk. The goal is the same for everyone, which is to unlock that story that's been holding you back. Find your true voice identify, I call it your voice brand, which is what really matches you that you are today. What makes you uniquely you? How do you want to be seen as an authority or expert in your field? And let's make sure that your voice matches that. So if you do a lot of ums and ahs, yet, you know, that doesn't really match the expertise and the know-how that you talk about, we look at, well, what is that thing that's creating all these ums and ahs? Let's remove it so that we can now replace it with something else. And then we look at creating a personal connection, a deeper connection with your audience, because people, you know, especially in the online space, they're seeking a connection. And I think now more than ever, people are seeking a connection because we've become so disconnected over the years. So I help people do that, create a connection. And I focus a lot on speaking with emotion, not just logic, because most of us will jump to the logic, we'll jump to the know-how, the things that we know talking about, but that doesn't always resonate with our audience. So I help you bring in that emotional element. Is that sort of where the voice has got that that musical quality, the you know the ups and the downs and the pauses and the that kind of thing? Is that is that what you mean, bringing that sort of thing into, or or is it, have I got completely the wrong end of the stick? That is part of it. Yeah, I, you know your vocal. I think of it more like I still do voiceovers to this day. So as a voiceover artist. What we are trained to do is not to sell, pro like, for example, if I was selling an advertisement, a commercial, right, which I do, I'm the voice of different products. So what, you know, a voiceover person is trained to do is not to sell the product. It's to sell the feeling the product gives you to sell the outcome. Right. So you might sell the pain point of how the person's feeling before they have the product, and then you're selling 
the outcome of how they want to feel after having the product. So as personal brands or is is anyone, basically when we're speaking, we're selling, we're selling feelings. We're selling a movement. We're selling a journey. We're selling how we want people to feel when they're communicating with us. That comes through your vocal toolkit, but it also comes through strategically thinking about that journey and, and where you want to take people from beginning, middle, and end. So when I'm teaching, you know, there's all these different things that you're looking at. You're looking at the breath. How do we open up the breath? So you can emote, have emotion. We're looking at how do we create that emotional journey? We're looking at our vocal toolkit. How is that going to serve that, you know, through melody or rhythm or pausing? And it all blends in really nicely together. It's not one of those things that's like beginning, middle, and start to finish. Oftentimes when I'm working with somebody, it feels more like a circle, you know, like everything is connected and we might on one day start here and then next week we might start over here, but it all connects together. That's, that's really interesting. So what, what has been going through my head as you've been talking about that is, you know, when you're doing the, you're doing the voiceover and everything and the emotion and the outcome, a a lot of the time I create voiceover for my, my own videos but for things like advertising, I'm I'm about yes. to launch my uh, my academy again next week. So I have been doing, oh, you know, my ads people will go, oh, please, can you do a voiceover? You need to say this, that, and the other. And yeah. for me, it's a, it, this sounds really awful, but it's a real, sometimes it's like, oh, right. Okay. Cause I just want to be drawing. I don't want to be. Right. Exactly. So I just, I just write the, the text down and then I just say what I have to say, but, mm. but actually I'm really having a think about what the outcome is and what, you know, what people are going to get if they come and join me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and bring that emotion. I'm not saying I'm talking emotionlessly, but actually having a really good idea about how I want this to come across, what do I want to put in my voice um, is really important. I mean, I talk quite well. So important. I mean, if it wasn't important, then advertisers wouldn't spend the amount of money that they spend on ads. Mm. And the big business brands know how important it is. That's why they spend the money that they spend. Mm. Personal brands have not yet come to that realization. Mm. So, we speak with logic of, okay, these are the things that I have to say. This is the messaging that I've come up with, but we don't actually think about the outcome. How should I convey this in a way that really connects with somebody and gets them to want to join my workshop, join my program, Mm. do the next step. And we can literally, because I've been hired to do six second ads. So we can literally sell someone within six seconds. You have that possibility within you, but it's a matter of allowing that to come through. And most people will take the safe route and just say what's on the page. Exactly. That's exactly it. I was doing exactly the same thing last night. I'd wrote yeah. my script out. I've, I've managed to get a little um, 
teleprompter on my phone. So I've set my phone mm-hmm. up, I've got my teleprompter, I'm sitting there, I'm smiling and, you know, <laughs> um, but but actually, have I thought about the, my connection with who is watching this? Have I thought about that? Have I thought about how my voice is coming across? That's not something I that even entered my head. Yep. And, and most people don't think about it. And then you'll go, well, why aren't my ads converting? Or why why aren't they converting well enough? Let me change the messaging. Let me change the picture. Let me change the, the wording. Let me change the this. We don't really think about the actual delivery, which mm. is so important. People need that connection. You know, especially when you're in a market where there's a lot of competition, they'll move on to somebody else. Or they might be interested at first, like you might initially get attraction, but it won't, it'll be harder to sustain it in the long run. That's really, do you know, with this online business palaver that I've got myself, well, I've got myself into, I absolutely love it. I I started my academy in 2021. So we're coming into its second year and and I adore every single part of it. I really do. It's fascinating. It's exciting. But you, you, you never get to a point where you are like, oh, I've got everything now. I've got all my ducks in a row. Everything's working perfectly. It's always like, oh, what about this? What about this? And now I'm thinking, oh, my yeah. goodness, what about my my delivery? What about my, you know, how I deliver my my uh, my sessions, how I, de- you know, talk over? And that now is another part of, you know, what I need to have a look into. Yeah. Um, and it usually, that's... <laughs> That's usually when it happens. It usually happens once you've had a level of success to the point where you go, most people will go, oh my gosh, I never thought about my delivery or how I'm showing up or how I'm saying the things that I'm saying. And that's, that's, you know, usually when people get to sort of that mid six figure mark, that's when they start thinking about it and going, well, if I want to get to seven figures and they start to catch wind that that's what the seven figure earners are doing they go I want to do that too right? yeah it's it's a make because there's no well there's no easy way of 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 getting to that success however you know the likes of James Webmore I also follow um Stu McLaren that their secret source they teach it is there it's all there for you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. you've just got to kind of soak it up and and do it but find your way of doing it and that's correct that's what's where all of the hard work comes from that's it yeah exactly and even our you know uh coach James Woodmore he speaks to that you know he like will show you like the three pieces of the puzzle there's your messaging there's your offer and then there's you and it's the you part people really struggle with and they keep going back to messaging offer messaging offer messaging offer and they keep forgetting about the you part yeah well because the you part is so we don't want to get into the you part because it means that you have to do reflection you have to dig deep you have to find out what's stopping you and that's the hardest bit (laughs) it is yeah it is but, it, you know, when it comes to showing up as your authentic self, even just baby steps, just by, you know, acknowledging that that your presence and your delivery is a part of the, the business that you're in, 
is a huge step. I tell people all the time that it's not enough just to, you know, present an offer. It's about creating an experience every time that somebody enters your world. You know, so whenever you're drawing and you're you're creating that experience for them, how do you want them to feel throughout that experience? You know, do you want them to feel like they've been welcomed into your home? Yeah. Or do you want them to feel like an outsider that's intruding your space? And so we have the capability to create a rock star event for people to be the Taylor Swift concert, or we, you know, could be the, you know, the person busking on the side of the road, not doing a very good job because they're bored with life and they're just doing it just to see if they can get a few extra dollars. Yeah, Like you can, it, it's totally up to you. And it starts with, just being intentional and going, okay, how do I want people to feel? And, you know, if you are a change maker and wanting to create an impact in the world, doesn't matter what you're doing, but if, if you want to have that ripple effect, you can do it every day. And it just starts with how literally how you show up and considering the people that are watching and allowing them to be part of your world in that moment in time. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Such good advice. Honestly, such good advice. Um, you know, and I, I do get good feedback, but I also know that I can get completely lost in what I do when I'm trying to teach somebody else. And that has made me become much, much more aware of how I, I need to, you know, uh, come across to, to other people. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> that is so <laughs> it's brilliant. Do you know, it's so it's fascinating and understanding what what other people do and how they and how they help people because you know we're all here to serve. We're all here to do something amazing. That's my naughty dog, um, and um, I just think it's I just think it's wonderful. And and thank you so much for for giving up your your evening to to chat to me. It's been oh, absolutely it's been absolutely fascinating and really really helpful and and so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I it is. It's interesting. You know, we communicate every day, but we don't always think about how we communicate and how it affects other people's lives and how small shifts can make such a dramatic difference in yeah. our personal and professional life. Definitely. Definitely. Oh gosh. Well, on that note, with the dog barking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you so, so much, Catherine, for, for spending this time with me. It's been, it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. I probably need to get in touch with you to help me with my delivery and everything like that. It's um, um, been really, really lovely to meet you. Thank you for giving up so your nice time to meet and you for, for telling your story. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Hopefully speak to you again soon. Thanks, Catherine. Bye. You're so welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. 
If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.